Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yes, indeed it is uh, me, uh, Chris Warren, with you. Higher Ground, first Higher Ground uh, episode of the uh, the new year. So uh, welcome in the new year. Again, welcome to our live studio audience up the back there. They've been very well behaved. Very well behaved. Uh, and, and thank you again to Hutchie. Uh, Hutchie's put on the bar tab as well. Can I actually, I might just have a little uh, refreshing little shandy if you've got one there. Beautiful. Pull up a stool, come and join us up here and uh, we'll chat all things sport. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is the open line number and keep those text messages coming through. 0457 736 736. Cowboy Dan is also in there. You can get yourself one as Thank well. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, oh, nice. Just want to ask, are you hungry by any chance, Chris? Starving. Starving? Okay. It feels nice, that food you just brought in. Starving. Well, it's 22 minutes to 10. And you haven't had dinner. And I haven't had dinner. No. It's not good. I cooked the kids dinner before I came in. Did you? Yeah. What did you cook for them? Spag bowl. Yep. That's the easy one on a Monday night, yep. generally, I find, and it travels pretty well. Mm. Um, but I was just doing quite a bit of stuff earlier, as you know, yep. and I forgot to eat, and I am starving. That's not good. I don't know that I've got the energy to get through the next interview. Oh, no. That's not good. No, I know it's Don't not worry. good. So if I fall off my perch, I'll be here. you just take over, all right? Um, yes. Now, Scotty Bailey, how are you, my friend? <laughs> Chris, yourself, mate. Have you had dinner? Uh, I did. Had some kind of chicken dish. It was quite nice, actually. So, oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably got a bit more energy. Who was, the, who was the chef? Oh, definitely not me, mate. Definitely my wife. Some kind of chicken dish. All right, okay. Well, was it Cordon Bleu? Was it Kiev? Was it uh, Thai chicken? Was it barbecue roast? You don't know. I didn't do the old um, <laughs> the old castle and ask, what do you call this style? But I believe it was some we said chicken and. Couscous and oh, uh, lovely. I know some other things. That was quite nice. Beautiful <laughs> stuff. Yes, you, you would say that. You know, I'm glad. Hey, well, where do we start? Where do we start? Well, I was just talking some cricket there before. Um, so, Justin Langer, this has been going on for a while. I believe that mm. a, a high-powered meeting on Friday, um, JL on the suits, and they're asking him to um, send through his CV. Yeah, that was the suggestion tonight. Um, I believe Fox Sports has reported that, that it does look like they've asked, or they could ask Justin Langer to reapply for his role. At least that's one of the options on the table. Another one is a shorter deal um, for, for Justin if he does keep the job. I, I believe there's a Cricket Australia board meeting on Friday, and while it's not the only thing on the agenda, there are still obviously a few months left in in JL's contract. Um, it's Pakistan tour before between sorry between now when is officially up. There's no doubt it will be pretty high in the agenda you would have thought what they do with this coaching role because the clock is suddenly ticking. They have, you know, continually reiterated throughout the summer that, you know, they'd look at it after the ashes. Well, after the ashes is now, this is the first board meeting since then. So mm. you'd think we might have some movement on it later in the week. Yeah, it, look, you can understand why, why J.O. would be very, I guess, frustrated, upset by, if, you know, if, if that suggestion is true that mm. he would have to reapply for his role. I mean, he did just win a World Cup and, a, and an ashes. Like, a, I don't think... Well, no, I know that there's been no other coach in Australian history who's been sacked after winning a World Cup in an Ashes in the space of six months. Or sorry, even just after reapply for their job. Sorry, you know, after doing that in the space of six months. So you can certainly understand why he would be frustrated by that. Um, mm. You know, but as you say, this has been long running. And I think the good news for everyone, to be honest, is 
within two months or within a month and a half, we, we should actually have some kind of answer on this because realistically, Australian cricket just needs to know where it's going forward um, and, and who's going to be in charge. Oh, we need an answer on it now. Surely we need an answer on it pretty promptly. Um, I've got a text here from Bondi Jack, regular listener to the show. And so... Look, and you're right when you say, I mean, people are raising their eyebrows. He's just won and helped the team win the World Cup T20 for the first time, just won the Ashes and probably not great timing from Cricket Australia in um, inducting him into the Hall of Fame. Maybe that uh, wasn't uh, correct timing from them. Um, but Bondi Jack says, uh, wah, that's that's me, that's my name. My, oh, my, the short memories. Uh, I don't get the press's universal love for Langer. And so this is the other side of the, the story. Uh, a year ago, Langer, Payne, Lyon, Stark infamously coughed up an unheard of back-to-back series losses to India's Reggies, um, throwing away the SCG and the Gabba tests, and, and he goes on. Um, that's the other side, um, the fact that that wasn't so long ago. But surely, um, Bondi Jack too, surely, mate, like, aren't the runs back on the board? Um, and, and isn't it time to sort of push those... Poor performances, really poor performances, um, into the background. Yeah, well, there's no doubt that the, that that Test series lost last summer, um, you know, probably did initially put the spot, put some of the spotlight on 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 JL's position. But having said that, and Steve Orr was quite vocal on this at the start of the summer. I mean, JL wasn't, you know, he wasn't on the field. He he wasn't someone who uh, let a series slip after rolling uh, India for 36 in the first test. But look, I think the reality of this is, is we know that if, if Justin Langer is not coaching this team in, um, you know, in Pakistan or, or more than likely, let's say six months time, um, that that's not necessarily because of results. It's because, um, you know, players have been ground down by his intensity um, and, and just his style of coaching. Now he, he's been, he's gone to great lengths to point out that he has, taken somewhat of a, you know, at least loosened his grip somewhat in the last um, six months mm. and delegated a hand things off to assistant coaches. And, and having, you know, travelled around a fair bit this summer, I think that's definitely fair to say from what I've seen. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, th- there's no doubt that that's, that would be the issue, not necessarily the, the test loss to India. Mm. Oh, serious loss in you, sorry, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, can you imagine them saying, no, uh, sorry, we're, we're not going to renew your contract? Um, uh, very difficult, very difficult for them to do, uh, Cricket Australia. Uh, switching sports, you're a man across all sports. We'll talk some footy too, some rugby league. Uh, just on the tennis, though, did you, uh, did you did you stay up all night and watch it or not? Uh, yes, I did. I was wow. a very tired man today, but yeah, it was, were you up for it? it was, yeah, it was, I um, did. I was, it was uh, great. I think there's a few of us who are a little bit sort of, uh, I don't know, yeah, a bit shaky, not shaky, yeah. a sketchy, a little bit sketchy. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best way to describe it, yeah. Because it was uh, worth uh, it, though, wasn't it? Oh, what a, what a game, what a contest. Mate, oh. He was gone. He was gone for all money after two. He, he was, and, and then you look at, like, even back through his career, I think, um, was, you know, 2006 was the last time he came from two sets down to, to win a you know, Grand Slam match. Even you look at the Australian Open Finals, it's the first time in the Open era that uh, you know, a man's come from two sets down to win, win a final. Uh, I think it's only like the seventh time in the Open era at any Grand Slam. Like, it's just mm. everything was stacked against him. And, and, you know, Medvedev just had all the momentum. When, and then we got, was it Love 40 on, on Rafa's serve midway through the third set? And at that point, mm. you just thought, well, this is going to be over in, in 20 minutes or half hour. We'll all be having an early night. And then mm. just truly incredible. I mean, and even more incredible when you consider what he's gone through in the last six months. I know it's been widely spoken about today, and I won't 
just repeat what everyone else has said there, but the, the most exciting thing was that um, Rafa today suggesting, well, this isn't it. You know, he's taken so much confidence from being able to fight back from that that there's no reason why he can't continue to do stuff and, mm. and, and win more Grand Slams. And, you know, there's a French Open in uh, three or four months' time. There's no reason in the world why you can't go back there and oh, win it. I know. For, well, it, it, it throws open the discussion too. I mean, and, and how many more will Novak win? Um, and let's say he does win Rafa the next French Open. He's probably got maybe another two French Opens in him, Rafa. Um, so, you know, mm. it, may be, it may be his crown to hold for a while. Uh, Rugby League, where are we up to with the, uh, the All-Stars match? Um, I know that uh, the Indigenous uh, team has, has lost a number of its players. Uh, in terms of team announcements, uh, where are we up to? Yeah, so Laurie Daly sat down um, and picked his team today. We'll, that'll be announced uh, close to first thing in the morning, as I understand it. So there will be some movement there. I think it's just great that we are talking about this game going ahead because you know, at least a couple of weeks ago, I know that there were meetings between the NRL and clubs and, and CEOs had expressed certainly some concern over um, this game, not just for the fact that um, the risk of players becoming infected and, and cross-pollination between clubs and sort of sparking more outbreaks in the league, but more so that there's so many players who've just had next to no preseason. I mean, you look at a guy like, mm. or any of, the, any of the Penrith players, for instance, or any South players, for instance, who... Who you know came back to preseason you know, a week and a half before Christmas, two weeks before Christmas. If they were struck down by COVID over that New Year break, that they've had something like four weeks of training um, since the grand final. And there were some real concerns there about play fitness and, and injuries that might come out of this game. But the good news is that definitely is going ahead. Um, there's still a bit of to and fro between the NRL and the players' union on what restrictions they'll have in camp because it's, it's really tight. It's sort of going back to where we were in 2020, which was you know, essentially, you leave the hotel to, to train and play. Uh, I think mm. the union are pushing so at least you know they can go and pick up a coffee and they might be able to see family members outside is, is what the union is sort of hoping for. But, yeah, squad's name tomorrow. Um, I believe there'll be 20-man squad, but the NRL is very much bracing for the prospect of having to rush players in you know, at, the, at the 11th hour if required to, to fill a team if there are cases in the camp and, and make sure this match goes ahead. Well, that's another point and another whole topic. We've probably haven't got time to talk through now, but um, where where they are up to with the squads in general across NRL clubs and, and what they are going to do uh, in the event that uh, players are rubbed out um, at with late notice for NRL games and and who uh, what sort of players clubs are going to be able to call upon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, in in the quickest possible way, explain it to you if you press the time. But basically, you know, it sounds like they'll open up. Well, at least clubs are pushing to open up that they can use their development players and, and players outside their top 30 or top 36 quite quickly and early in this season. Um, for mine, the real interesting one is at what point does the NRL draw a line and say we'll postpone games rather than play them? Because, you know, we just, I, I just can't imagine, you know, if you're a Dragons fan, um, going into a game of about 12 players and accepting a loss in the same way that Melbourne Stars fans and Brisbane Heat fans have to do during the Big Bash season, you know, such different sports and fanaticism from fans and yeah. as one club CEO said to me today well the NRL probably don't want to set that that line or limit yet it's going to be a case-by-case basis and, and then once we get to a point where a team is drastically short then they'll make the call to postpone and that'll mm. be the almost the precedent for the rest of the season but they don't want to set one yet because they back themselves into a corner if we'd have mm. any number of games postponed when you look at 
Look at the A League, for example. There's yeah, and I don't, I don't, I'm pretty sure. I don't want to go down that track and look at the NBL. You know, I don't want to go down that track, but we we'll just have to wait and see. I think there's going to have to be a rule put into place and say X amount of you know uh, first choice players are unavailable. Well, then we we postpone. But I, I think it would be a you know last choice for for, for my money anyway that they, they did that. Um, all right, Scotty, I appreciate you jumping on the line, mate, covering a whole raft of, of issues there, and we'll talk again soon. My pleasure. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. There is Scotty Bailey across all sports uh, from AAP and, and always uh, always there to put up his hand and have a chat. Uh, always like talking to him as well. All right, you're listening to uh, me, Chris Warren, and uh, Cowboy Dan over there as well. Uh, higher ground, a break, and back with more.